the upside is, I mean, in this weekend, it'd be hard to be worse than last week. It's hard to get worse than what we're feeling right now as Guardians fans, losers of seven of their last eight series. Is It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be really annoyed giving your evening to this team right now because they are definitely not rewarding you for it. But I do want to give some solace and point out a year ago at this time, they had the exact same winning percentage. Exact same. They turned it around. There's time for this team to turn around. There are some positive signs. We'll get into the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes, it's mostly bad and ugly right now. But it is too early to give up on the Cleveland Guardians. Remember how fun they were a year ago. Don't stop believing. You are locked on Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I, you know, Justin, I'm, I'm just a small town girl living in a lonely world. I, I'm kidding. Uh, welcome to the city show. boy. <laughs> I am a city boy. Were, were you born and raised in South Detroit? We're just going to. I was south of Detroit, but Detroit. not south of uh, Detroit. There you go. Um, but now we've had some fun. Uh, tonight was crap. Uh, no more fun. No more fun. <laughs> no more fun. That's He's all Justin. the fun you're allowed. He's Justin. I'm Jeff. No, you know, we got Shane Bieber with a ridiculously low pitch count and as much as we want to pick nits with him, he's effective. Uh, but you want to take a moment and say thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. And to remind you that we have your team covered every day. And that's what I've been forgetting to say. And instead of typing Lockdown Guardians, I just typed Lockdown Guardians. So that's the type of day it's been for me um, on <laughs> with life. But uh, yeah, this win, this not win, this this is the the frustrating thing because this could have easily been a sweep for a team. I don't know if easily is the word, but you see the pathway to a sweep with the way Bayou pitched, with the way Bieber pitched. Go ahead and throw it in my face. You know, I, I take my victory laps. I said this might be the greatest bullpen I've ever seen heading into the season, and right now it's it's not good. And you know, I'll, I'll throw out the the tweet I used in my um, my locked on now, and that I used in uh, you know on Twitter, which is. Right now, this offense is worse than the Oakland Athletics offense, a team that was put together to fail. They're somehow worse offensively than a team designed to fail. And before I let you do your rebuttal, I do I do want to thank a quick thank you to uh, 68 Selliot, C. Elliott, uh, for their iTunes review. We kept promising that, and I kept forgetting to do it. So I just want to get that done now before I forget again. So thank you again, 68 C. Elliott, uh, for let's do something positive before we just let, you know, Bieber was great. Yeah, Fever Fever was great. I don't necessarily know. I know you said take solace and then they were the same record a year ago. Uh, last year's prop, this year's problems are not last year's problems. You know, last year they were still, you know, Stephen Kwan had a bad month in May. They were still trying to incorporate some guys. Um, they had pitching injuries a year ago too. And guess what? Now the pitching, I don't want to say it's fixed because you got Bybee and Allen, but it's, you know, three fifths of the rotation you feel pretty good about. Right now, and and you're, we're going to talk about the bullpen a lot tonight. And you just mentioned the bullpen, you know, being the best assembled. We thought, and and on paper, if you went by last year, yes, it's a great bullpen. But here's the thing about bullpens: they are rarely the same year to year. Bullpens are so finicky. If you watch the 2006 guard uh, Indians, I should say, with the Indians, the 2005 bullpen was fantastic. Rafi left, Rafi right, Arthur Rhodes, Bob Howry. Uh, Bob Wickman, 05, they were a fantastic bullpen. Guess what they were in 06? 
they were awful. And their 06s, the bullpen was the main reason why the team didn't contend because they were terrible. Part of it was Howery leaving, in fairness. But uh, well, Howery yeah. did leave. I think I think Rhodes was gone too. Yeah, they did lose oh, some big parts. Two thousand eight, uh, same thing. Two thousand eight, Bettencourt well, had had hangover from the from the ALCS and over, over the same. Yeah, overuse, and you know we're already seeing that for a team that yep. is having bullpen struggles, the tale of overuse. I mean, that's that's still the thing. I mean, Class A and and ninety nine are one and two. Well, Stephen in appearance, and Stephen's uh, not far behind. Karen, uh, 99, I'm going to say, is a, is a whole, whole different issue. I think usage isn't – I know you said he's like number one or number two in appearances, but I don't think we're talking about hangover for him. I think he is his yeah. own separate issue. Let's, I think yes, we both know that. But, we both agree there. Yes, <laughs> but I'm just saying right now we're, we're doing the same story. Like we haven't learned yes. from it. We haven't learned from Cody Allen being base – his arm being dead at 29. He didn't even get yeah. to 30. We haven't learned from Andrew Miller falling apart. We're falling into the same trap. Uh, the one thing pounding these guys into the ground. The one thing I will say, and this is why bullpens are so important. And I want to talk about Shane Bieber. I wanted to lead off with Bieber because I wanted to try to be somewhat positive because we're just going to beat everybody over the head today with bad news, unfortunately. But, but like I said, bullpens are rarely the same year to year. And the problem is bullpens can hide a lot of warts. If you have a good bullpen, a crap offense can be hidden. Bad, bad starting pitching can be hidden if you've got a great bullpen, which they did a year ago. So the reason they were able and this team didn't take off until June, they had an ugly July, but you know, the bullpen could hide a lot of warts last year. And right now the bullpen can't hide from itself. That's just the problem. Well, last year at this time, the bullpen wasn't good either. In, in fairness. Well, that's true. Karen check wasn't back. Class a had a bad start to the had year. A bad start to the year. Uh, Stefan was your most, I mean, Eli Morgan was your number one reliever this time. Yeah. Right and but, you know, the point and, is, yeah, good so, bullpens can can cover up a lot of yeah. work. Anyway, we'll talk more about the bullpen later on. But yeah, the Shane train rolled on tonight. And I mean, you mentioned it. We, you know, there are some things to pick out about Shane Bieber's underlying stats that you know are, are a little hairy and make you nervous. But uh, for the second straight start, he gave he gave you a deep start. He got to eight innings. I think it was seven against the Red Sox on Friday. Didn't really strike anybody out. You know, four and eight innings. Give it two home runs, one to Jake Bowers. Yes, I'm going to just gloss over that because, you know, we're not going to go there today. Uh, but he went eight innings, gave you two runs. Anytime any pitcher gives you eight innings and two runs, that's a chance to win, especially in Yankee Stadium. If you're holding – I know this this Yankees lineup isn't good right now, but if you're, holding, if you're holding anybody in that stadium to two runs and eight innings, you have a chance to win. And Shane Bieber – gave them a chance to win. And I'll go even further. I know you didn't necessarily agree with me. We talked this off air. The guardians were handed this game. I'm sorry. They were the game. The only reason the guardians even scored in this game was because of Yankee errors in the first inning. They got a couple base hits to take advantage of it, which is good, but the error opened the door for that inning. And then they got a run in the ninth inning because Oscar, everyone's going to say, Oh, Oscar got an, I, I hope anybody watching realizes that, Oscar Gonzalez got lucky there. Okay. He did not sting a ball and drive in a run. He hit a ball into the Bermuda Triangle and it took somebody nearly getting a concussion for a run to score there. Okay. The Guardians scored three runs based off of errors and luck tonight, which, okay, their offense forces some of that because of the contact. But I tweeted two runs are not enough to win in Yankee Stadium, three runs are not enough to win in Yankee Stadium. And they really didn't take it adv- outside of a couple hits in the first inning. They didn't really take advantage of any chances they had. They don't string anything together right now. 
And that's part of the problem with a high contact team is you do have a degree of luck. Hits. Yeah. You and sometimes you, hits. you know, bad luck hits and then you can't string anything together. It's, and I've always said that it's like, it's why, you know, I'm the low man on Freeman. It's why I was the low guy in Mejia. It's not an approach I love in general. It is an approach though, that uh, allows you to build a cost conscious team that allows you to build with guys who maybe slip through the cracks. Otherwise uh, I understand why they did it, but it's, it's not my favorite. And then I think the part of the issue here is like offensively, I mean, they can't put anything together when bad luck or not, it's a train wreck. Like, it's not like a year ago. Yes. Quan had a rough May, but at least he had an awesome April. He was okay in April. He wasn't great. I mean, he's been okay. Like Stephen Kwan so far this year is underproducing from a year ago. Andres Jimenez is massively underproducing from a year ago. We thought both those guys would have regression. We didn't think it would be like below average. Like we thought both were going to regress. Both have been mediocre. Not even, I mean, they're both below mediocre. Oscar Gonzalez has been an absolute train wreck. Will Brennan is hitting, killing worms. I mean, it is, I don't know. It feels like a team that is severely pressing. Uh, like I said, it, it's, it's bad when I'm sitting here going, hey, well, the upside is Ahmed Rosario was really bad a year ago. Maybe he's going to rebound. Like I'm looking for the, the the common line because I mean, you go up and down. It's like, wh- honestly, who, what position could this team look to improve at? And it's like outside of calling up Naylor at catcher. And then, hey, you take away your only other competitive bat. But right now, Zanino can't play there defensively. And we'll get into that um, later on in the show. But uh if you do that and then it's right field because they're not going to pull out a med they're just not and and the the other problem is they have a million and a half infielders on the roster and it's something we talked about off air where i'm like it'd be nice if they gave these guys a few reps in the outfield because they still have an undefined outfield situation like one guy who's probably ready to help this team is rokio and they're not going to bench a med so what do you do yeah i don't know i mean the guy the guys who are here have to figure it out i mean this is what we were afraid of and it's only may 3rd so let's not say well, the season's lost. These guys yeah. have regressed. They're not going to hit because things can change. These are young players. There are ebbs and foes with ebbs and flows. Foes. There's foes too. Um, there's ebbs and flows with young players. Do so we know development's not linear? So Quan's a second year player. Jimenez is only a third year guy or a fourth. I guess he's a, no, he's a third year guy. Um, Brennan's not even a full year in. Oscar, you know, I, as much as little faith as I have in that profile and you have in that profile, still only a year in as well. So these guys are going to have peaks and valleys. That's what happens when you have a young offense. And like you said, an offense where you need to get three or four hits in a row to make things happen. And this is why they needed Bell and, and Zanino over the offseason because you needed a couple guys in the lineup who can, Hey, we got two hits. Let's hit a three run Homer. Boom. There you go. Doesn't always work out like that. And you have to have it timed up perfectly when you only have maybe two guys in the lineup who do that. And unfortunately for Zanino, he strikes out a lot and bell had a rough start to the season, but he's kind of coming around. Uh, the power has not come totally around yet, but the at bats have been better and he's driving and runs. So part of it's paying off, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I said this ever anywhere. I taught here, any other place I talked about the guardians coming into the season, people asked, are they going to have enough offense? And I said, you're probably looking at a similar situation to 2022 where you're going to have stretches of baseball where the offense looks lost, like they can't score runs. And then you're going to have stretches where they, this works where they all find green in the outfield. They're running the bases like, you know, a merry-go-round and things are happening and it's fun. And you know, they're not running enough. I'll I'll say that. that. I I don't know why they're not running when they get on base anymore. 
I, I don't, that is something I don't understand. The, the amount Especially of stolen base. Up, yeah. It's like all of a sudden they've stopped using that car. That is, that's maybe the most bizarre thing to me. It's like, why aren't they running? Yeah, that, that's a problem. They need to do that more. I mean, and look, they didn't even, they walked what twice tonight. That's not enough. Patience was a, a problem last year. Three, three walks. Sorry. Patience was a problem last year. So that's something they, they don't really, I don't know if you can develop it at the major league level, but they have been good at it better than this year. They were last year, but it's the same as last year. You're like you said, you're going to have peaks and valleys because you have young players and you have an offense that's going to lend itself to hot streaks and cold streaks based on its construction. So right now they are at the point of the season where things are ugly and it's not fun and they're not stringing stuff together when they should. And the good times will come again. That's as positive as I can be. You just hope there's more good than bad. And so far, and a lot of the stuff gets, you know, uh, magnified too early in the season but yeah there's no no way around the offense is ugly right now let's i want to talk about the ninth inning meltdown the 10th inning decisions uh the road trip in general and then of course we have to get to daniel spino and we have to get to um the twins coming up so uh stick around we're going to do that all here in just a few minutes on lockdown guardians Hello. Uh, we have one of our fantastic sponsors here in this moment today, and that are the good people over at BetterHelp. I should say this episode is brought to you slash sponsored by BetterHelp. I've talked about it before. I have tons of anxiety. That is just me. Uh, you probably can see it in my comments on the YouTube when I respond to things, or even you can imagine the level of anxiety it takes to uh, to make a whole second YouTube video because the Friday video goes poorly and I realize I forgot something. Uh, that is what I live with all the time. And you know what helps anxiety like that? Having someone I can talk to who's understanding uh, about my issues, understanding about what anxiety is like, someone who knows anxiety. And that's what BetterHelp is here to do. Uh, they're here to listen. Uh, you know, They're here to be that voice uh, to help you, even in those moments, calm down. Uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You switch therapists, if that one doesn't work for you, anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB today. With the way the Guardians are pressing, maybe they should be calling BetterHelp. No game on Thursday, but make sure Friday, uh, check on Sirius XM to listen to Guardians Twins. We will talk about Friday. We have some breaking news that we'll get, not going to break into it right now, but we'll get to it later. So uh, stick around to find out more thoughts on the news that just came out. Um, all right. Ninth inning, Class A, again, gave up a single, gave two hits because they, they scored a run. But as Tito pointed out after the game, the stolen base was the big problem there. So he gives up the leadoff single, obviously. That's that's not great. But, you know, you allow the stolen base there because Zanino, it's raining, but Zanino's in for D, is in because they pinch it for Cam Gallagher, which that was the right call, and that allowed him to take the lead, even though it was a little lucky. But then, you know, Zanino can't get the throw off the second base, whether that's rain, whether that's a grip, I don't know. But that steal kind of makes the inning right there. I know Class A is not missing bats right now as much as he has, and neither is Bieber, but... The problem with, with Class A last year is for as bad as we get on 99 about the pitch clock and not holding runners, Class A was just as, as guilty of it last year. He was slow to the plate mm-hmm. last year. He gave a lot of steals last year on his watch. And when relievers give up steals, often more often than not, 
uh, it is because they are not holding the runners because you're not giving your catchers a chance to throw them out. That was the case with Class A a year ago. It's the case again now. And Zanino's throw wasn't good, but Class A also has to give him, give him a chance to get that throw off because he's not good at holding runners. And, and all these little things that happen compound when you don't score runs, when you're in one-run games. You cannot you can't not hold runners. You can't not throw guys out. And throwing guys out at second base is hard unless your name is Connor Wong right now, apparently. But I don't know. The ninth inning, Class A wasn't great. I, I will say the more egregious thing is not that he didn't miss bats. It's because that first runner got on and he didn't hold the runner and he gave up a steal. And part of that's also on Zanino, but also it's on Class A. Yeah, and I mean that was very much in, in Stefan as well a year ago. It's like there was so many things. All the relievers days. gave up. Yeah, gave up they were really time. bad about it a year ago. Uh, but you know, I, I just don't understand why. Like I said, the teams are being so aggressive against us, and this week we're not seeing or we're not seeing the Guardians. I don't know. I bet they're not first and stolen bases anymore. But hopefully, we will see them uh, get back to doing that. I know part of it is you have to get on base, but hopefully. Uh, and that's we're going to see more of an attempt at it. And that's why I think it didn't become such a problem for Class A last year as as it is right now is because he wasn't letting guys on base last year, right? He was striking a lot of guys out. Nobody reached base. When guys reach base, they can steal off him. So Class A needs to keep guys off base. That's the problem. Another thing people are harping on about too that I don't agree with is people are asking why didn't they walk Jose Trevino to load the bases to set up a double play? Well. Here's why that's not ideal. Uh, Trevino is the number nine hitter in the lineup. He is not a hitter, not a good hitter. It's not a, I don't think he's a terrible hitter, but he's not a good hitter either. Um, Volpe is, is up next on, on deck. He's their leadoff hitter, and even though he's a rookie, he's fast, and you may not turn that double play if you're hoping for, and you need a strikeout right there. I, I don't think it makes sense to walk a guy in the nine spot to get to a guy at the top of the order. Um, and then if, even if you strike him out, you're facing Anthony Rizzo with two outs and the bases loaded. That's not going well for anybody. There's a Gleyber Torres who's hitting second, I think, for the Yankees. Um, don't check the box score. No, it's Gleyber Torres. So if, if you strike out Anthony Volpe or whatever you do, if you get a force out at home and you don't get the double play, um, although you're probably trying to go 6-4-3 or 5-4-3, doesn't matter. You're facing Gleyber with the bases loaded at best. Not a good decision right there. And I'll, I'll go even further. The pitch that... Trevino hit the, the game-winning single on. If you're watching on YouTube, I have the graphic up. Pitch number three is below the strike zone. It's not a strike. Pitch number two, Trevino swung and missed that. It is almost exactly, it's right, it's actually a little bit above the third pitch. Like, it's out of the strike zone. So Trevino swung and missed at strike two, out of, uh, down and out of the zone, a slider. Strike three, or the, the, the third pitch of the at-bat, was even lower in the zone, or out of the zone of a ball. And Trevino put it in play. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't know much. What more you can do right there, honestly? Yeah. No. I 100% agree. This is a situation. Trevino. Yeah. I know he had a big hit. In one of the games of this series, or maybe it was the last series. Oh, he had like, a home run. Yeah, he had that home run. But he's not good. And Volpe is actually playing better of late. Like he was really bad at the start of the year. It was a hard adjustment. But he's been playing better. Like Volpe is the better hitter. There's no doubt. Anyone saying walk Trevino. Yeah is someone who would tell you to bunt with the bases loaded. It's just, it's, it's illogical. It doesn't make sense. And to me, you, if you want another sign of like, maybe that's not the best analyst, I, I would say lean into that because that's showing that they're just not aware of the situation, that they don't understand that Volpe is playing better, that Volpe is a much more dangerous guy. And look what happened. If you had walked him and Volpe does that same thing, it still scores a run. It doesn't do anything. It's just, it's going right. to lower your opportunities 
Um, it, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't. And speaking of 10th inning follies, how about the one time you want a Med Rosario to ground out to second base? He strikes out over over or oh, one for five tonight with three strikeouts. I would have that's the time I was said, go ahead and bunt. Like I'm fine with him bunting in that situation. Just bunt. I never call for a bunt. I'm like, bunt. Yes. And you know, Med Rosario, he's a swinger. He doesn't like to to give up (laughs) pitches he can swing at. I mean, a ground ball to second base would have been good there. You would have got the runner to third base. The one time you wanted to ground out didn't happen. Um, Guardians go. Two and four in the road. They still trip. managed to get a double play that inning. No, it was another inning with the double. They did. Play. No, Josh Taylor hit no play that inning. You're right. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, you're right. It was. So yeah, hey, they Ahmed d- didn't do it for once, but it occurred no. in, under his watch. Um, this is a two and four road trip. Not good. And you know what stinks about it is they could have easily gone five and one on this road trip, Jeff. Yeah. They could have. They won at Boston on Friday. They blew it in the, in the extra innings on, after they came back on Saturday. The bullpen let things get out of, out of hand on Sunday, but you know Logan Allen pitched well. They just couldn't hit. They won Monday in New York. They sh- they could have won last night, and they could have won tonight. This could have been a five and one road trip. They should have. This this could have been a five and one road trip. So, like, and this is and, a team that was playing well on the road. Like, this is a what's the record coming into the series? They were. I don't think they're playing well anywhere. If I'm being honest, they are. But, no, they're they're bet they've been better on the road. Than they have been at home. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, it, and you get yeah. like to me, you get further into it. It's like they out hit the Yankees today, and the Yankees had less walks. So as much as we complain about Cleveland, it's like Cleveland had more base runners in this game. But again, they couldn't get anything. They Cleveland had. If I do my old box score bingo thing again, it's fourteen opportunities. That should be about five runs. And again, they're they're not. Each time I do this this thing, and I did every game last year, and it was close more often than not. And you know, typically you're maybe a runoff. Cleveland's not a runoff. They're two runs off every single time. They're massively underperforming. All right. We still have to get to Daniel Spino. So don't jump off a cliff or avoid the sharp objects before we talk about you're this gonna one. You're going to make people jump off a cliff when we get into this. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we're, it's going to be, it's just take a seat, stay within the sharp objects, move the sharp objects, uh, grab a Xanax or call better help. It's going to be okay. Uh, but we're going to talk about that in just a second. Have you ever committed money to something that you immediately regret? Or maybe you regret it five years later. I don't know. David DeLucci. <laughs> I, that was a regret I didn't pack. Yeah. Uh, David Murphy. That's another one. Yeah. Any um, Davids. Jason Michaels. Yeah. Maybe there's a draft, wait, a draft pick that you wanted to, to sign and, you know, you were nervous about. No, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, you know, maybe there was a good TV show you wanted to watch on that one network. I found out a few months ago that uh, we had, we, we, as in not me, somebody else in my house, signed up for Stars to watch a TV show. And uh, we needed to cancel it because they were going to charge my account on our Roku. Uh, if we would have had Rocket Money, we could have canceled that very easily because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It helps you find those subscriptions that you're not sure about, that you, maybe you forgot you signed up about. You don't want you know, to quit the gym like we said the other day. Uh, stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. rocketmoney.com slash MLB. Do not forget, on Friday when the Guardians come back home against the Twins, make sure you are listening to Tom Hamilton and the crew on your Sirius XM app. 
All right. Everybody sit down and, and take a breather. Grab a water. If uh, you have been living can I interrupt under... Before we get into this, can I interrupt? Why not? Why not? Uh, anyone who's out there saying, oh, they should have traded him. That is the worst take. Before we get into the injury, we have to address the worst take about this. Because there's two basic things. One... Other teams have GMs? They have scouts? Are you sure? scouts. They knew he didn't pitch last year. His value was not at an all-time low. Uh, Shoulder injury? injury. That was was said And a knee injury. And and yeah, I saw one report that didn't mention the shoulder injury. Um, It was just a bad report. Like, no, he had a shoulder injury. Uh, And here's the thing. He, I've mentioned this on the show. I knew at least two teams that weren't going to draft him because they're like, it's inevitable. He is going to have a massive injury. We don't think, I mean, those teams didn't think he'd ever get to the big leagues. So that was always there. That means, you know, now one of those teams that is willing to take a risk, I will say in the past has been Oakland. Uh, So maybe it wasn't them. And we, you know, there was the Sean Murphy stuff is always going to make me sad. But the other problem with this is I still see see people being like, well, they should have just traded him at the first sign. It's like, if he comes back healthy, there is, you know, a 5% outcome where Daniel Espino is the best pitcher in baseball. It's all There's, about percentages. It's all about yes. percentile outcomes. Yes. And you're not going to trade for a platoon player, a guy who has a chance to be special. I would argue no matter what happens, Daniel Espino is going to play in the big leagues. His stuff is already big league ready. Yes. Health is an issue. Maybe he ends up being, you know, a dynamite reliever. And I still believe in this bullpen in spite of their issues. Um, I, right now, every day, our William Stearns is so mad about us burying the lead on this. Uh, William is just sitting; his 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 head is literally <laughs> on fire. He he loves it when I do these things. William, I'm just enjoy this moment. Um, but he, if if he's a reliever, I still think you try him out as a starter until his arm falls off, and then you staple it on and let him relieve. He's going to be a successful player. You are not going to get in return what he is going to be. I guarantee that right now. So anyone with that take of, we should have traded him or we missed the boat. It's the same. I had people like we missed the boat on Cal Quantrell. I'm like, really? What value does a four? Other teams have have scouts. They watch. We 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 missed on Zach Plesak. It's like, no, those guys all had to have rebound seasons outside of Quantrell, but it's limited ceiling. You don't see how many four starters do we really see get traded? And and that's the thing. Like we were talking about uh, pa- the Pablo Lopez deal in this offseason. It's like he would have been Cleveland's number two. He would have been competing with uh, McKenzie for that role. And yeah. it's like that's you know that's that situation where you're looking at. It. It's like those are the type of guys they had traded for parts and pieces, and they had to give up two prospects with him to get Luis Arez, who is a DH. Yeah, he, he's a great hitter, but he's a DH. So. I, Quantrell wasn't netting you a, a, a guy who's going to help you now and be a starter. Plesak wasn't netting you anything. Uh, Espino was going to net you a platoon bat, probably. Like the, the value wasn't there in trades. That's not how any of this works. That's not how it works. Um, well, but Espino is 12 to 14 months out with shoulder surgery. Again, go back to the show on draft night when they drafted him. Was that 2019? Was that right? Yeah, go back to 2019 show. You can listen to me talking about it where I'm like, he will get hurt before he gets to the majors. Like it was, I, there was no way it wasn't going to happen with the amount of violence in his delivery and the stress he was putting on his shoulder. Um, I got suckered in because I read all that stuff last year about his special flexibility. 
And I, I started to move my arrow off of my concerns a little because I was like, maybe he is this truly a unicorn. He's different. He is other other. He's, you know, a gymnast out there with his flexibility. And, you know, it's it sucks. It just it sucks because I still thought he'd help the team this year in some role. And now you got a situation where he didn't pitch competitively in 2020 because of covid. 2021 was limited innings. I mean, we talked about Tanner Bybee had threw more innings last year than I believe Espino had thrown in his minor league career. If not, they were yep. close. Very limited in 21. 22, even more limited. Nothing in 23. Well, he pitched a full season in 21 as far as April it, or May May to September. He pitched the full year. He was healthy all year. He was, but it was just they they were very specific in his counts. They kept that inning count low. But I'm losing my voice, so. You take over. Okay. <laughs> That's how mad Jeff is about this right now. Uh, the scary thing here is this shoulder surgeries are bad. He threw, um, he threw over a hundred innings. He just missed a hundred innings in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, the scary part is there's a lot of guys who had the surgery that have not come back. The surgery ended Johan Santana's career. Uh, it happened to guys like Dallas Braden, Rich Harden, who were never the same after. Um, John Danks comes to mind. Those are all older else. guys when it happened, though, too. So yes. So <clears throat> the, 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 this is the positive spin. The last guy that went through this surgery, the only guy that I've seen a, a recent example on is, is Julio Urias. Yes, who, he was 20 years old in 2017 when this happened. Um, he has come back to have a very good career. And to be honest, I think he's pitched about as, as well as everybody expected from him. Uh, it took him a while to come back. I'm going to go. I have to go look. I think he missed the better part of two years for that injury. And when Espino comes back, let's say he is expected to return to play in 12 to 14 months. Um, and that's just maybe getting back on the mound. Like, you know, so Urias, Urias had that sur- surgery in 2020 and 2017. He pitched four innings in 2018. Uh, he only threw 79 innings in 2019. Then 2020 happened. You know, he pitched good, but it was limited innings. 2021, he threw 185 really good innings. He's been good ever since. Uh, he'll probably be the highest paid free agent pitcher this offseason, honestly. Um, yeah. So if, if you want to be positive about something, Julio Urias he's has the come only back young to player. Have, yeah. And, and and that was what there's an article on Fangraphs. I tweeted it. That's that he was the, this is a more common occurrence in older pitchers. Um, so he is the first, only, the only young guy we know that has had it or that's a notable. notable. So if you want to be positive about something, Julio Urias basically missed three three years with that, that injury, or two years, I should say. Um, and he came back, and he's been a fantastic pitcher, and he was young. So maybe being young is the key to coming back from that injury. But uh, here's the other, the other side. Is, is this their new unicorn thing? Is like, uh, we're going to get the unicorn on weird injuries with Espino, <laughs> with Zanino. Yeah. This is their new thing. They're Guys that need surgery young so you can you have a better chance of recovery. But the other side of this as well, I tweeted this, is that the Guardians have no choice but to put Espino on the 40-man roster this offseason. They were going yes. to anyway, but they still have no choice but to do because you can't leave him off the 40 because he will get taken in the Rule 5 and somebody would put him on their IL and stash him and they would benefit. And there's no risk. There's no downside for them. Um, and the, the problem with putting him on the 40, which they're going to do anyway, is that is essentially a dead roster spot for them next year. They, and I know everyone tweeted back at me today saying, oh, well, the roster's not as crowded as it was a couple of years ago, so maybe it won't be that bad. 
And that might be true, but it's still a roster spot that is frozen that you can't do anything with. It's going to sit there all winter and it's going to sit there until next summer when he's able to come back. And then you don't know how he's going to look by then. And if he can even come back at least at the major league level. So the other option with that is putting him on the 60 day IL that starts his major league service time and his and gives him major league money. So do you want to start his service time while he's hurt before he even throws a big league pitch? They've done that with guys before they did with Carlos Vargas. They did it with Cody Morris last year because they didn't have room to do otherwise. They had to. They might have options next year to not do that. So you're not going to start his clock before you start a pitch. But you're still playing with an uh, empty roster spot, essentially. So that is the other issue with this. Yeah. And like I said, I, I don't think we see him in the big leagues now until 2025. I know that's terrible to agree. think about it. But it's like you're, you're not going to see him until 2025. So I... You know, I, I got to look at his exact age. You know, I, he was, I believe he was kind of young on draft night. It's like they might decide, you know, who cares about eating an option year. It's not like, cause does that, he would enter arbitration a year. I, you know, I don't know. It, or maybe, Hey, they'll finally do that consolidation trade that uh, you, me, Zach, and, and, and everyone's mother has been expecting for the last three years that hasn't happened yet, but they're going to have to figure that out because yeah, he's, uh, I, I don't, they're willing to take that gamble with a Cody Morris who's older. They're willing to take that gamble with Carlos Vargas who just wasn't that good. Well, they didn't have willing. choices at that point. I know they didn't, but it, it's also like you're willing. I, I just wonder when it's a Daniel Espino whose ceiling is as high if they're less willing to eat that year with him. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But so, so there is some, there is some positive to this in terms of got like the Julio Urias thing. It's just a very complicated, murky future. We're running long. Do you want to talk about, the twins at all or any anything. Sam Hentges pitched tonight in Columbus. Yeah. He uh, should be back this weekend. We're gonna talk some Joey Cancelo tomorrow. He had a really fun start and he's worth talking about. We're not gonna do anything else about that today. So look forward to that. No, for Joey Cancel did have a great start. Um Zach did say that on Friday Peyton Battenfield is gonna start, not Zach Plesak. So that should tell you where they are on Zach Plesak. Uh, or, the question, I mean, may, maybe the other side is they think that Plesak can excel in the pen and they're desperate for options there too. Well, if, Pen, admit, if, Pen, if, if Battenfield is starting on Friday and, and Hentges is coming back on Friday and Curry's staying in the bullpen, someone's got to go for Hentges. Is it 99? Is it Plesak? So I wouldn't be shocked it, if it's 99. Sandlin. I wouldn't either. I, I, I think I personally think this is lighting up for 99 because he's well, he's struggling so bad he can't and he can't refuse. Police act can refuse and they do hate to give up on anyone. They, you know, we saw I, a friend bill, they will, but I, I could be wrong. shocked if it's police act. Honestly, I won't be shocked if it's police act. Uh, yeah. last thing too. So yeah, Battenfield Friday, no police act. Henches is coming back. Someone's got to go down. We'll see how that goes. Last thing I want to point out too this is good news. Uh, Nick Enright, uh, former. Guardians minor league prospect and taken in the rule five draft by the Marlins. He was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma back in the spring or over the winter. Actually Uh, he's back. He pitched tonight for uh, the Marlins minor league team, Jupiter Uh, five strikeouts in two scoreless innings. Welcome back. Nick Enright. He beat cancer and he came out and he pitched his, you know, what off. We're rooting uh, for Nick. Yes. Could have, could have been a guardian bullpen. 
Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're hoping that this turns into a, a something that we can hold contentiously onto for years because good dude, you and I both got to meet him in the minors, worked his yeah. tail off as a day three pick. So uh, we hope that we can add him to that list with, you know, uh, Junior Caminero uh, and, and you know, so many <laughs> others beyond that on our, 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 our list of grievances. Um, yeah. Hopefully Nick, Nick Enright gets to be added to that. I think he will. Um, yeah, uh, listen, the Twins, maybe we'll talk about them tomorrow. Maybe we'll just say, hey, screw the Twins. We owned the Twins last year. We're going to own them again this year. This is the start of a run. Let's let's end this Took positively, right? Yeah. yeah, but uh, no, we're just... This, Josh Naylor's going to break out. He's going to be rocking that baby so hard. He's going to like hurt his shoulder, but it'll be fine. He'll be back the next game. He's just going to have to hold it. We're going to go positive here. Positive at the end. Nothing but good vibes. Everyone's breaking out of their slumps. Everyone's going to look like how they did a year ago. And, you know, Daniel Espino's shoulder is going to just heal in the overnight somehow. It's, it's just going to be magical. He's going to go into back to tank. Back to tank. That's we got Rub, Star Wars Day when this posts. So back to tank, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. That's how it's going to go. Grab some Bartle on it. Grab some jalapeno <laughs> juice and hold it together. Uh, yeah, we'll have have uh, Cantillo news around the farm Friday. Jeff's and college again, baseball uh, segment of the week. Twins preview. What do you want and me to questions. talk about about the draft? Sorry, yeah. but everyone's favorite. Sorry. Uh, comment below if there's something you specifically want me to to tackle in the draft. But uh, again, thank you all for listening, rating, and reviewing. Again, thank you to C. Elliott uh, sixty eight for their iTunes review. Uh, we are we did not make the top ten this month for uh, the network in terms of YouTube or uh, the downloads of the show. So make sure you're doing your part, being part of the team. All of our everydayers, make sure you are helping out. Shout out to uh, uh, DB Collins, Joshua Farrell, and then. Landon Frame, who last time we did a live show, gave us our first tip ever. That was a, a fun experience. But make sure you're doing your part by downloading daily. That is really a big, simple thing. And if you, even if you download daily and you're like, well, I don't want to watch the show, you could always set the show to play and then, you know, not have to watch it on your, your device in a back tab or something. But uh, do your little part. Help us out. We appreciate anything and all you do. Uh, thank you for being a part of the Lockdown Guardians team. And go, go, Guardians, go. Hey, we got a team that's offensively successful.